0: Hello, everyone. This is Greg Aiden with Aiden Leadership coming to you live from Denver, Colorado, for another episode of Servant Leadership. And today I have the pleasure of having on my show uh, Neil Anderson. Neil, how are you today?
1: I'm good. Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Terrific. You have a very impressive background, uh, educational leadership, leadership, Bible Institute. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you do today and tell the audience why. Why do you do what you do, Neil? Yeah.
1: So I have uh, two main things that I do. I still work in, in higher education and some leadership roles, administrative roles, uh, but then I I'm started Carto Leadership about a year and a half ago, which is really my outlet for all things leadership development. I, I serve young professionals, emerging right. leaders, really because of the gap that I see in, in younger leaders stepping into their first management roles those first roles where they have people underneath them. And my love for students has just sort of spurred me into this space uh, to try to equip those young leaders to have some of those basic skills their first go around.
0: The first thought I had when you said that is God bless you. Um, (laughs) I mean, because I believe if we don't start leading differently for our future leaders, if we don't Mm -hmm. start parenting differently, dare I say, the young leaders are not going to be any different than what they've been led by in the past 20 30 40 years and yeah. uh, i can tell i'm a generation uh, north of you so let's bring where you are and where i've been and and i would really like to understand a little bit more about why why mm-hmm. are you focused on the on the younger generation or, or students as you said
1: you know first of all i, I love that demographic I, I find them to be creative ambitious eager willing to learn good question askers. So I just, I I enjoy them as people. Um, And then really secondly, I find that a lot of people get promoted um, into their first position of leadership because they were good at a particular skill. You know, you got an awesome sales rep, they get promoted into a management role, which is a whole different skill set. But we assume that because people are good at one thing, they're gonna be great at leading people. And uh, as you know, that's not necessarily the case. And so all of a sudden you have a great person who's just, they're floundering, they're feeling incompetent and some very basic, simple things can go a long way with those young leaders to realize they're going to have to tap into some different parts of their experience. Um, and I get excited about the impact that I can have on a young leader's life that hopefully pays some dividends over time and uh, their experience of really leading well and creating a culture uh, with the people they get to lead. So, yeah, it's just a it's a fun group to work with.
0: Absolutely. And you said question asker. I love that. Uh, uh, One of my things and I I look for in great leaders is the ability to be curious or curiosity in general. And, And I think you'd agree, Neil, that as when we were young, seven, eight, nine, what was the question we asked over and over and over? It was why? Why? Tell us some, some of the examples of the organizations, if you wished, that you're, yeah. you're working with and how you're serving them. And, and tell us all about uh, the, 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 by the way, Cardo. Where did you get yeah. Cardo from?
1: You know, I'm uh, in Colorado like yourself. And so I look out at the landscape, the terrain. Uh, I love the mountains. So I, I took the word from cartography, the art of making maps. And I view leadership as an opportunity, not just to say, here's how you go from point A to point B, but how do you, how do you navigate the terrain? How do you, things might be different, you know, hiking in Colorado in the spring looks totally different from the fall. Um, And viewing leadership less as a lens of, I just have to have the right tools and more of how do you use these in different contexts. So that no one needs to know, you know, that whole, but that's kind of what inspired the the, the topographical design and the idea behind Carto leadership is that idea of navigating and so kind of to get back to the type of people I serve and, and the type of organizations uh, about half of them are nonprofits so whether that's um, young pastors in ministry I work mm-hmm. um, with a couple of people from Samaritan's Purse large nonprofits overseas and then the other half are in you know small small business or uh, healthcare. Um, it's kind of a couple Another, you know, clients sort of come from other clients. So sure. it's funny how you find yourself in different niches. And really the, the main problem or the main challenge, all of them come with is I have people um, that I'm not sure what to do with. I'm not sure how to maximize. I'm not sure how to lead. I've had a little experience, but I really want to be good at this first go around and, or they're looking to grow in an organization and they want to Maybe they're not getting leadership development from their HR department, or maybe it's just too small of an organization for that to happen, and so they're coming to Carto to look for that sort of supplemental development experience.
0: Yeah, leadership development is something that we uh, well, first of all, back to college, everyone in my day was excited about being in management. We mm-hmm. didn't even we didn't even talk about leadership back then, right. and even today, I you know I find college students coming out with. Ability, like you say, mm-hmm. and and knowledge, but certainly no experience in, in leadership. And so, tell us it, it, when you when you work with an organization. I, I'm assuming you have some fundamentals, some foundational principles. Uh, what are those, and and where did you where did you create those from?
1: Yeah, you know, it, a lot of it comes from my experience working in education. I see the process, the coach-client relationship, um, uh, through the lens of educational theory and growth and development. So I'm always trying to get to the heart of what, what is the real question? What's the real challenge? Not just the presenting problem or issue. You might say, hey, I'm not sure how to lead this team, but what's underneath that? Let's try to identify that. And then I look at it's very similar, similar to you through the lines of how can I serve them best? How can I support them in that ambition? I, I see the person in that position sometimes the role i play is just helping to define what the actual problem is providing resources to get to that solution and sometimes that's us sort of co-laboring through the process and it's maybe a little bit more of a consulting role helping to create content or curriculum and you know something that came out in my dissertation work is this whole concept of generative leadership and it's a fancy word that really is leadership that begets leadership that begets leadership multiplying leaders and everything i do with clients, uh, with students, uh, people that I get with, I try to think, how does this not just help them, but how can this help them replicate and help others around them? And if I, if I can do that, that, that's where it gets fun, right? That's where it gets enjoyable because it's less of a transaction and it, it turns into an equipping experience for them to, to find, wow, I can, I can, I can develop people uh, yeah. myself. And so that's kind of the heart behind why I approach it that way.
0: Beautiful. I heard, I heard generational possible. And as I mentioned earlier, if, if we don't start doing something different, parents and coaches and mm-hmm. mentors uh, and give people tools to do something better than they, that the people that are leading them did before, mm-hmm. uh, the, the world just isn't going to change. The other thing you said was what you do has, a, has an impactful multiplier. So you, we, give, we give young leaders, the experience and the confidence, and they go out and lead others, Then they become impactful, and then so on and so forth. And from that one, two, or three, or 10-person team you're working with, hundreds of people mm-hmm. almost, almost instantly can have a, a, yeah. a, a better view of who they are. And share with me the, the, the vision or the idea that comes into your head or your heart, Neil, when I say servant leadership. What does that mean to you? And, and are you familiar with the term?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with the term and um, resonate with the concepts behind servant leadership. Deeply try to lead that way myself. And you know, I think when a person feels served, and we had you know mentioned the hospitality background, I had a brief stint in that. Mm-hmm. Really, because of those two years working in hospitality, I I realized when I'm when I'm serving someone, not only am I representing my faith and my belief in what does it mean to live a, a a quality life, an excellent life for for um, for the Lord. But sure. I honor you. You honor people by doing that. And all of a sudden, when a person feels served, it can it cultivate a sense of confidence. Oh, maybe I can do this. Or wow, you would take time to actually meet with me to help me solve my problems. And all of a sudden, you you see them looking at things a little bit differently. And so, um, whether it's a guest at a hotel feeling special for a weekend and you make their day by how you serve them to a client that you're going a little bit above and beyond, uh, text me this anytime, you know, I'm going to follow up with a unsolicited resource that I just know is going to help you. Yeah. I, I, I see that as a multiplying, um, impact into people's lives. So
0: yeah,
1: I I resonate with that a lot.
0: And I, and I see it, your example, what you just said, again, 32 years in hospitality, we, we represent our brand, so to speak, we Mm -hmm. represent our department. And we, we want to make sure that guest or that client in this case is actually having a, an enjoyable experience working with someone. Mm-hmm. I believe that the joy of doing what you do is, is, a, is an honor. It's a privilege. And I, I believe leadership is an honor and privilege. Yeah. I believe parenting is an honor and privilege. I mean, I've got a 10 and 12 year old and sometimes it's not easy. But guess what? I chose them. hmm. And and leaders and or managers or supervisors, if you're listening, remember the people that you say you wanted on your team, you invited them here. Mm-hmm. So now give them the tools to be great. Leaders give other leaders the tools to be better leaders. And that's not that difficult.
1: Yeah. And, and you, yeah. And, and just to jump off of that piggyback on that, you know, anyone, so to speak, can can do the management thing. You can have the right playbook to, quote unquote, produce the right outcomes. Um, but if you look at your team, your organization, how do I serve this place? How do I serve these people? All of a sudden, you're doing something that can set your, uh, be different. It can be unique and it can bring more resources to the table. And for the, for the people that think, oh, Greg, servant leadership, that's soft. Uh, I totally disagree because there's an incredible value that you create that is a even in the market might be unique and um, that's why people spend more money at certain hotels because they're they're actually buying something other than a hotel room you know Absolutely. they're they're buying an experience they're buying a, a, an experience of how they're treated and i think we can replicate that into all sectors uh, when we really serve people well
0: well there they, there's a belief in that hotel that brand that location that leadership team and and Neil, you know when you walk into an organization, you can sense leadership. You can sense organization. you can sense efficiency and and you just know if this is a well-led organization, is this is a a, a cleanly a cleanliness issue yeah. or et cetera. talk talk to me a little bit about mentorship. Mm-hmm. Uh, who has mentored you along the the way, Neil, and who might you give credit to just just from bringing up the question?
1: Yeah. Well, there's two men that come to mind. It played very two different types of roles. So I had uh, a gentleman by the name of Steve, who is a, a therapist, um, not that I saw, but that just that was his profession. I had a, a mutual friend working for him, and all of a sudden he reached out to me and said, "Hey, um, how about we meet for one year? And we go through something really intentional, this particular book, I think it would benefit you, your family, your marriage. And he he sought me out. And it, that was kind of an unusual experience for me. And something in my mind and heart told me I need to, I need to take him up on this offer. And it was for a very specific time, specifically focused really on uh, my marriage and just being a healthy man. Um, So I give a lot of credit to him. And then another man by the name of Greg um, Thornton, who I sought out. he was a person I deeply respected in a former organization I worked with, who's in the executive team. And I just thought if I could learn how he... Got to where he got, and the the principles he lived by. If I could just have coffee with him every once in a while, he was so gracious with his time, uh, answered all my questions, and to this day I keep in touch with him as just a, a figure that I deeply respect. And what I learned from meeting with him is the value of coming with questions, the value yes. of coming with an agenda to to learn, and it just opened the table for great discussion. So,
0: yeah, and now we're back to curiosity. You know, we're right. back back to. Here's here's Greg making himself available. But I guarantee you, if you didn't come with with some interest or curiosity, mm-hmm. he would say, I'm not doing all the work here, Neil. Right. Again, here's that beautiful cycle. Mm-hmm. So let's let's end our conversation with, with this question. Neil, what would you what would you tell a young leader? Mm-hmm. someone who just graduated school or got through grad school has worked a few jobs. Obviously most of us work through school and they're embarking on their first opportunity to lead or be in a big organization. What would you tell the young leaders so that they can become better leaders as quickly as possible?
1: Yeah, I'd say um, a couple things that come to mind right away. You have to be intentional with your time. Uh, you have to be intentional with what you want to go after. So no one's sitting around thinking, and this is a great person. Let's just let's just move them up to the top. And I think sometimes we think that's going to happen. We think I'm going to perform well, and I'm just going to fast track it to the top. So you have to be intentional, Seek out seeking out people, seeking out advice, seeking out what does it mean to, to add value to this organization? I'd, I'd focus a lot on uh, concepts around leading up. How do you lead up well? How do you contribute well? And I'd also say be patient. <laughs> be yeah. patient. In the process, we see a lot of stuff out there on social media, and we it's, if you're in a job for two or three years, you feel like maybe you should be running the place because people move so fast, um, and that that might be in a small sector true, but that a lot of good things happen with an investment over time, and patience in that growing process, will it will, it will reap fruit in due time. It's going to happen, and to hang in there in the process.
0: Yeah. Simon Sinek has a, has a great uh, 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 talk regarding millennials. And he said, they're, they're not entitled, they're impatient. Yeah. And, and it's not their fault. In fact, as parents, we made them wait for nothing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so when, when they wanted something, they snapped and mom, dad, whoever was right there to, to give it to them. And it, again, that, that was just what it was. yeah. But guess what? When you get to organizations, you do need to ask questions. You do need to come prepared. You do need to be mm-hmm. curious and have patience. I, I, I love that. And the other one, a, a word I just, I love is intention. Mm-hmm. And you, you use it right from the very beginning. What is it that you want?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How are you going to get there? And what are you willing to do to get there? And, and leading up, a lot of people can't wait to be a boss, mm-hmm. but they need to have the respect and the patient to ask the questions and how did their leader yeah. become a leader? They, yeah. just might, they just might learn something.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, that, that begs the question, where does influence come from? Uh, we know it doesn't come from a title or a position. No. It can come from day one as you live out those values, as you're consistent in the things you're going after. You know, John Maxwell says, consistency compounds, and I love that. Just a patience in the process, adding to whatever you can, doing your best, uh, that intention, that focus. And I think young leaders can find, that's going to be recognized, um, maybe not in a time frame. we always think, but it will be recognized because if you're really serving your organization well, people will recognize we we need these people to continue to invest here. How do we take care of them and move them into great
0: positions? Well, you you said it, Neil. They, you know focus on creating value. What are you doing that's valuable for the organization? And at yeah. some point, they'll say, your leadership and your value in the organization is, is forcing us to mm-hmm. move you into a position where you can have more impact, more influence. Yep. But on, on the other side, if you're not valuable and you are a pain in the you know what, and you don't care, a good organization can to say, you know we'd rather do without this position than have you in, the, in, the, in this area. So Neil, it, it, you just have so many great things to talk about. I, I love mm-hmm. the fact that you're focused on the youth uh I, I tell you, I believe there's there's a, a huge role for for more women, men and women like you to, to put yourself out there and say, hey, I'm I'm for those people that are a little younger. Yeah. Thank you for serving the the, the people that are just getting started. And I'm yeah. I'm I'm assuming you work with colleges and universities and maybe even talk pro bono for mm-hmm. high schools. And mm-hmm. and I believe we need to do more of that. I really yeah. do. Thank you.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a joy. Uh, to get to do that kind of work and uh, just a pleasure to be on your show today and having a great conversation. I really enjoyed it.
0: Neil Anderson, thank you very much for your time. He uh, represents, owns Carto leadership. And uh, if I were a young leader, I'd be calling you. Uh, So again, thank you. Thank you. That ends our uh, uh, episode for today. And remember, be kind, be considerate, go out and, and do something kind for somebody over the holiday season, not because you have to, but because you want to. This is Greg Aiden with Aiden Leadership. Thank you for tuning in. God bless.